Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts and I believe that we all have a purpose and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. What we're going to cover is how to turn your purpose uh, into a plan for your business. Um, And we're going to do that by answering 10 key questions, uh, which will sort of show you where you are, uh, where you're going, and how you're going to get there. And this is important because if you're running a business, quite often you can get that feeling of frustration. And quite often that boils down to Uh, the fact that you're trying to be all things to all people. And purpose actually brings focus. So why you're doing it comes first, then then what, then then how. And in many ways, time is all you have. So you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. So you need to invest it. Um, and, And the other reason why this is important is that profit actually follows purpose. So if you're running a business, and you want to talk about money, then that's an outcome of following your purpose. So being able to turn your purpose into a plan uh, to really bring your business to life is, uh, is, is, is a key thing to do. So how? Well, really, you need structure. And especially when you're starting up, uh, structure is quite difficult to uh, to get your head round because uh, uh, you know you, you just want to just want to crack on and get things done, and you've got an idea and you want to turn it into reality. But you need a need a structure uh, to give you that focus. Whether it's you or you and a partner or you and a thousand people, uh, you need a vision. But a vision without a plan is is just a just a dream. So, so the ten questions you need to ask yourself are: the first one is what are your values? The second one is what is your purpose? The third is what's your niche? The fourth is what's your ambition? Five, who is your ideal client? Six, what makes you different? Seven, what's your customer journey? Eight. What's your promise? And then nine, where will you be in three years? And then once you've answered all those other questions, question number 10 is, what's your one-year plan? And they're in a certain order for a reason, uh, and that'll, that'll play out. So uh, don't worry, I'll go, through, I'll go through that again a bit slower. So, so one, what are your values? So your values really is, is the first step. It's about understanding what you stand for and what you stand against. And uh, so when it comes to, to purpose, there's, there's, there's a why there, but there's also a how you're going to go about doing that. And what characteristics uh, do the people have that, that you like to work with? You, know, you, you need to know this because you want to attract people who share your values, but also you want to repel those you don't, again, from a focus point of view. If you're looking to turn your purpose into a plan uh, so that your business can fulfill that purpose. Understanding your values, what things are really important to you is is key. And then as you grow, you can build a team around you of people that share those common values. And and those values um, are the sort of things that could be things like integrity. It could be uh, things like service. It could be things like uh, effort. It could be, um, you know, how how you you go about doing things, getting things right, um, and as you 
look for people to work with you because no one does anything on their own. Uh, we all need each other to help each other to, to, to move things along. You can find people with uh, values that are common to yours to, to work with you uh, to, to fulfill your purpose. So, so the, that's the first thing. What are your values? Secondly, what is your purpose? So what's your why? And people call this lots of things, mission, vision. Uh, it's, it's really the core of what, what you're about and why uh, you're doing what you're doing. And if you can define it in a way which means you're clear on your reason for being and you're clear on why it is your business exists, then that can, again, give you, give you focus. Uh, and it, if, it, you can, if you can state it simply, maybe take three, four, five, six, and there's a rule with all these things, five plus or minus two, then it's simple. So if you can state it in, in, in a few words, in a really clear and inclusive way, then, um, then that will make it very easy for you to look at what you're doing and match that up against your, your activity, against your, your plan, against your purpose. So you're focusing on the right things because quite often the biggest decision that you need to make as a, as a business owner, whether you're starting up or scaling up or, or, or whatever stage you're at, is actually deciding what not to do. Uh, and if you've got a really clear purpose, then that becomes your focus and all the shiny things that could potentially become distractions, uh, you can measure that against your purpose and see whether it fits or not. So question number one is what your values? Question number two, what's your purpose? And if you can write those two things down, you can then go on to question three, which is, what is your niche? And again, this, this should be really simple and, and really clear. If you can work out what market you're in, so say, for example, you're in, uh, you're in a coaching uh, sector, just saying you want to be a coach uh, is probably a bit too broad, especially if you're starting up. So what is your area of coaching? Is it, is it life coaching? Is it, is it health? Is it business coaching? And if you can niche it again from there, so um, if it's about life, What's it about? Is it about relationships? Uh, if it's about um, health, is it about a specific uh, element of, of health and well-being? And if it's about business, is it about leadership? Is it about sales? You know, what's what's it about? What is your niche? Because if you can work out what your niche is, you can then also understand what's driving that niche. How big is it? How big will it get? How how profitable can it be? Um, and then again, when if you've got that clearly identified, you can then use that to help you to focus. Uh, and you can, I suppose what's important again is, is to make sure that you're sort of fully getting everything out of that niche before shifting too far away from it. So you're then able to, again, avoid the shiny stuff because uh, if things that look shiny and, and exciting um, and you want to go over there, then actually, is it in line with my purpose? Is it in my niche? If not, then, okay, have I fully exploited my niche yet? Well, in that case, maybe I should just stick to what I'm doing because every time you start again, uh, you're taking that investment that you've put into your current focus and you're diluting that, which could um, slow you down. So question number four is what's your ambition? Now, this is quite a hard thing for people to do is to think into the future. But who do you want to be in, say, 10 years? 
You know, there's this uh, thing about a big, hairy, audacious goal. I can't remember who that was. I think that might have been Collins, Jim Collins, I think, who first coined that phrase. You know, you need an ambition. You need something to be stretching and exciting and and, and perhaps even a bit scary uh, just to kind of uh, give that longer term context. Because what that does is that that then becomes the um, your Everest, if you like. You know, you've thought about what your ambition is, and it's to get to the peak of Everest. And if you're getting to the peak of Everest, then you know you're not going to get there in one go. You know, it's going to be a number of years to get there. It gives you a longer term focus. Now, it doesn't have to be ten years. It's about how far out you feel comfortable looking and what suits your business. It's about thinking about. You know, what, how big do you want to be in terms of revenue? It's about thinking, um, you know, what should, what should your ambition be in terms of uh, the number of people that you want to serve? Uh, and also, you know, what, what kind of impact that you want to make in the world? So again, if you've got your purpose and you're, in, and you're into a specific niche, your ambition in, in that niche can be to, to grow that or to, or to reach, you know, a, a large share of that, that market area. When you've got the right ambition, you'll know because you'll be excited uh, and probably, like I said, a little bit scared, but it will take your passion that's inside you and turn it into something real and tangible that you can go after and give you a focus. So then once you've got that, you then need to work out who you're doing it for. And that's where it comes to question number five, which is who is your ideal client? Now, your ideal customer um, is, again, especially when you're starting, it's very important to be as specific as you possibly can because being general and being vague, again, can potentially lead you into areas where you pick up customers that are probably not in your sweet spot. And those customers, and again, when you're starting up, it's, it's easy to, to do this because um, you, know, you, you, you want to get some revenue into the business. Uh, but if they're not the right customer for you, ultimately, then potentially they can end up costing you money or causing you pain or turning into refunds um, or whatever it might be. So to define your ideal customer, you've got to think about who they are, uh, what they are, and what they want and where they are. So the, the the fancy terms are the demographic, geographic, and psychographic uh, uh, characteristics of of that customer. So, uh, for for me in my uh, in my heating business, uh, for new new customers, I'm looking at 25 year old plumbing and heating engineers who want to save time and grow their business. So, people with the same sort of ambition. That, that we've got in the in, in in the heating business, new heat. So if you can define them, uh, who that ideal customer is, um, that then helps you then to create a list, and then you can work out where they hang out. So do they hang out online? Uh, are they on certain social media platforms? Are they at certain trade shows? Um, how are you going to get them? Is that going to be through? Uh, referrals or lists or, or or whatever it might be. So define your ideal client and be as specific as you can. Next step is to be really clear on what makes you different. So you should have, or you should be able to write down three things that are different about you and about your business. And if you're in a market where there is a market, and your niche has got competition, that's good. 
because there being the presence of competition tells you that there's a service or an offer that you're providing that somebody else is going to want. But if you can work out what makes you different and if you can write three things down and then you look around at your competitors, no one else should have exact the exact same three things that you do. Other competitors might have a couple of them. Some might have one and some might be better at some than the others. But if you've got three unique things about you that actually make a difference for other people, then that then becomes your value proposition. That's how you can stand out against the competition. So try and get to three things that make you different. Compare yourself with your competitors or other people doing a similar sort of thing to you in your niche. And if you've got three things and you can't see anybody else with those three things, then you know you're onto a winner. Step number seven is your customer journey. Your customer's experience with you uh, needs to feel good. It's all about customer experience. Uh, so it's about working out what that customer journey is and what that experience is going to be. Now, even if you haven't got any customers yet, this is a really good thing to work out because you start talking to a customer, you get them interested, and then all of a sudden you don't quite know where to put them. Now, you don't need to have everything mapped out perfectly, but if you've got, say, again, remember, five things plus or minus two, so three to seven steps that you're going to take your customers through. It could be uh, some kind of ascension model, or it could be um, a kind of a, a one-and-done type service that, that walks them through how you're going to look after them. It could be you're in a... Um, so in, in in the lettings business, what's the what's the process that you take your landlords through? What's the process that you take uh, the tenants through? And is there a is there a clearly a clearly defined process then? Now the benefits of this are one, your customers will know how you're going to look after them, and what's going to happen next, and secondly, uh, your uh, your your people when you when again you scale and you start to grow, they'll have a process to follow. It'll be out of your head. And it'll be written down and easy to follow. Um, and your customers will get consistency from you. Point number eight is what's your promise? So what's the commitment you're going to make to your customers, your customer promise, uh, how to help them? And really that is where you can distill your unique things into exactly how you're going to solve their problems for them. Because people don't come to you for the service that you offer. They come to you because you solve a problem for them and you give them a benefit. So what's your promise? And with those things, you've then got uh, the fundamentals for your for your plan. And you can look at where you want to be in three years time. And that's that's question number, number nine is where will you be in three years? Um, so if your ambition is the, is the peak of Everest, uh, then this is your base camp. So your three-year outlook show, shows you um, you know a, a picture of the destination and not in lots of detail, but you've got Numbers. So I've not mentioned numbers yet, particularly. Uh, so, what's what? How much turnover are you going to be making? What's your sales number? What's your profit number? And what key metrics are they going to be? No more than ten measures. Uh, what are the key measures? What are the number of customers? What sort of conversion rate? That kind of thing. You're going to be looking at how many people you're going to have in three years, and that helps you give a give a bit of a feel for what base camp is going to look like. And then question number ten is what's your one year plan? And again, the need for focus means that less is more and, and doing less better 
is absolutely vital. So what are the key priority things you need to do in the next 12 months uh, to, to get you towards your, your three-year view and then to your, towards your big ambition? Um, and with those things in place, uh, you've then got a plan for the next year, which is going to take you towards that destination. So what's your revenue target for, for, for the coming year? What's the profit you intend to make? What are the other key metrics? So service metrics, um, those kind of things that you're going to track. Because again, when you're starting, particularly KPIs is quite a difficult thing to get your head around. But knowing what the five things plus or minus two that you need to measure uh, helps you to sort of base yourself in, 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 in knowing where it is you're getting to. And if you can have a couple of those metrics being lead metrics, so looking at, for example, your 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 leads, your your sales funnel, um, and, and your inquiries and all those sorts of things, um, and then looking at your conversion rate will help you to get a bit of confidence as you build. And if you're already up and running, uh, then again, lead metrics are, are, are always um, good to have in 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 your one year plan because that gives you that longevity and confidence for the future. So that's the ten questions to go through to turn your purpose into a plan for your business. And remember the rules. In all these things, if you're looking at doing any more than five plus or minus two, you're probably trying to do too much. So do less better. When you're working things out, beats perfectly wrong. And if you can get these ten points down onto say two pages then you've got a real clear simple plan that then will give you that clarity of vision so that you can then just crack on and do it thanks for listening to people with purpose i hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review uh, tell all your friends And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.